Hey, everybody. Thank you for downloading this episode of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Happy November. I hope you're enjoying the month. I hope you're getting ready for Thanksgiving. I hope you're getting ready uh, for us to give thanks to you for the thing you're going to do for us, which is go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and a review. So the more reviews we get, the closer we get to wearable merch so you can sport your people the world pride wherever you go. But for now, please enjoy this episode of We Got This with Mark and Hal. We're getting merch. I mean, I hope so. Cool. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Oh, best Hogwarts subject. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcast should have a theme song. Podcast should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Ooh, Mark. Oh, man, you're going to do this the whole episode, aren't you? Oh, yes. We're going to Hogwarts, aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) Um, please tell the people of the world, uh, what wonderful thing you're doing an impression of right now. Folks, when I drove across the country from Philadelphia to Los Angeles in the year 2000, at late August 2000, uh, what I had to keep me company were the cassettes, the cassette audiobooks of the first, I think, three at the time. There were only three that were out, Harry Potter novels, as uh, as narrated by Jim Dale. Jim the Dale. The wonderful actor. Oh, man. I tell you, Can I tell you my favorite thing Jim Dale has ever done and the thing I grew up watching him do and loving? Sure. Uh, the mustache-twirling villain in Pete's Dragon. Absolutely. Oh, he is hilarious in that movie. Yes. Uh, yes. But he kind of is that guy. He, he has that, uh, he does have that theatricality to him. <laughs> I mean, he, he <laughs> there's no doubt to that. And it carries over brilliantly into uh, the Harry Potter audiobooks. I mean, look, he's, uh, there's always, there's a little bit of Dr. Terminus in everything he does. That's what I like to think. You know, but, I, I like that. I, I like to think that there's a little bit of Dr. Terminus in everything everybody does, Hal. I like to think that the real Dr. Terminus is the friends we made along the way. <laughs> no man is a failure, George, who has a Dr. Terminus. Thanks for the wings. <laughs> oh, George, I've got wings. Oh, did you hear the bell, George? Hey, look, Jim Dale. It's that angel, Jim Dale. Look at this. I'm giving out wings. Da-ding. <laughs> oh, don't jump over the bridge. Oh, oh be careful. Oh. Let me show you what would happen if you'd never been born. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Well, I ain't you got somewhere to go, mister? I'll, I'll worry about you. No, I just sit here narrating everything as a, a variety of different characters like me, Hermione, and me, Ron, and me, Harry. Now, I remember this being your big beef with Jim Dale's version of this is that uh, while there are a... a, a, a plethora of uh, magical creatures all of the main kids all sound the same and they all just sound like jim dale doing that Ooh. it's a lot to ask a man in his 60s to be like can you do three distinct children's voices <laughs> you know like uh, not everybody is like a don messick or uh you know, uh, Dawes Butler or, or another like venerable famous voice actor. Who was the who first pull one? all these different kids voices? Don Messick. Who's Don Messick? I mean, who isn't he? IMDb him. He has too long a, a list of credits. Oh, I gotta look him up. Yeah. It's good. To, I gotta know who the legends are. You know, you have more of the baseball card collection <laughs> than I do. This is true. Yeah. This is true. Uh, he was the original Scooby Doo, just to give you. Oh, all right. A little. Sure. A little so, something? you know, if Hermione sounded like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> but he's also Bam Bam and Astro. Oh, right on. So he does kids. use Boo-Boo and Ranger. Wait, and isn't Ranger Astro Smith? the dog? Yeah. But he was also uh, he was also Bam Bam was a kid. Okay, Bam Bam was a kid. I know who Bam Bam, Bam was. Bam was a kid. Was. A lot of animals. He did do a lot of animals. He was Sebastian the Cat. He was Azriel and the Smurfs. Ooh. He was Hampton J. Pig in Tiny Toon Adventures. He was Benton Quest. I mean, you know, he's he 
one of the true legends of of voiceover. Hal, that's um, not who Jim I'm Dale going is. To, uh, I'm going to uh, go out on a limb here and say that you do not have a screen of any sort in front of you. You just pulled no. all of those names uh, of all those characters out. Just like Dr. Terminus, it came from my mind, I swear. <laughs> Wait a minute. But Dr. Terminus was a snake oil salesman. Can you get me snake oil? Oh, yes, you want snake oil? Oh, it's me, snake oil. It's me, the Grogan's. Oh, we right. a bit of sale right here. Okay. Let's talk about the subjects at Hogwarts. Uh, for those of you who don't know uh, what Hogwarts is, please <laughs> listen to a different episode of our show. We have lots maybe, of them about toilet paper for some reason. Or <laughs> maybe read a book. Yeah. Or watch, or watch a, movie. a movie. Yeah. Or you, play a Lego game. Hey, guys, you don't have to read the books. They made movies of them. They're great. <laughs> now, th- now, November is Kate Harry Potter is, month. is, is uh, hitting her head on a table right now. For me she is. And, well, and f- with good reason, because uh, Kate, in addition to being our researcher extraordinaire, is a Harry po- is a bona fide. Yeah, Harry Potter scholar, like a, a legit Harry Potter scholar, legit. So if we get anything wrong, I'm so nervous about this for that very reason. She she has a published Harry Potter scholarship. Yeah, I'm so terrified if we get. You know what? We're not going to get this wrong. We've never gotten one wrong once. We never have, and we're not going to start now. That's but right. she went ahead. I think part of the reason why we're doing Harry Potter all this month, it, outside of the fact that we both love Harry Potter, mm-hmm. I've read more of the books than you have, admittedly. We've both seen the same number of the films. Right. I have seen the films maybe 500 times each uh, yes. because after I tired of watching them or having to stop every time they were on ABC Family, uh, the marathon would start. I'd be like, well, there's my weekend, and I would just watch <laughs> Harry Potter movies. Um, I eventually just bought them all and then wore them out. Yeah, because commercial breaks are no way to watch a film like that. Yeah, no. You don't want a Tide commercial right in the middle of uh, Severus Snape digging into Harry Potter's mind. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but the part of the reason why we're doing the other reason why we're doing it this month is though it would be really ahead. cool if there were Jeep commercials in that one movie that they made where it was nothing but camping. Okay, sorry. Continue. <laughs> Are you referring to the Deathly Hollows Part One? Deathly Hollows Part One is just the camping movie. I disagree. I enjoy Deathly Hollows One a lot, but we've discussed this uh, before. It's not what we're talking about here. What I'm saying is the other reason why November yes. is Harry Potter month is because mm-hmm. Kate went and did a ton of Harry Potter research knowing that we would one day record these. And now this is the day. The day has finally arrived. Uh, this is the first of the four Harry Potter episodes that we are going to put out this month. And today yes. we are talking about uh, Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. You get there mm-hmm. on the first day. You get your syllabus. You look at it. And you think, I don't know what any of these classes are, but I bet by the end of the year, one of these is going to be my favorite. And over the end of my entire time at Hogwarts, I'm going to look back and go, yeah, that was the best class. What class are we talking about? <laughs> uh, well, just so you know. Yeah. When you're in, you have to reach, uh, you have to take your, your OWLs or OWLs. Yes, you take your OWLs. Through fifth, sixth, and seventh, which is mm-hmm. the ordinary wizarding level. Right. Uh, but you have the first two years that are foundational. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> instead of the courses being calibrated to uh, – all these courses, by the way, are calibrated to both muggle and magic-born students. So there's no advantage there. There's no there's no class here that for all intents and purposes is exclusive mm-hmm. to one or the other. So the, the muggle-born yeah. – really it would be the muggle-born who would get the short end of the stick. But everybody should be able to comprehend these. First two years are foundational. Then once the basics are mastered, the classes begin to inform each other and further magical courses that are electives build on these foundation courses. Of course, that came from Kate McManus, Harry Potter scholar. That's right. Uh, and But these classes you take the whole time. It's just that to advance, uh, you got, I, I'm confused. Here's what I think we should do. Okay. We've got a lot of elective – we've got a lot of different courses. I'm just going to run through the list. Okay. And I think we should just pick from among all of them because we're picking what we think the best subject is and we can dig into them as we go because we have the research here, okay? Yes. Uh, I do like the idea of breaking them up a little bit just because uh, it's fun to take them in little littler chunks so that my brain can handle it. Because, look, a full class load uh, – I haven't been to school in a long time, Hal. 
Don't give me a full class load all at once. Let's start. Just tell me what, what my required courses are. If I'm going to show up at Hogwarts on my first day, uh, what are the courses that I'm required? The, Transfiguration. Okay. Charms. Okay. Defense against the dark arts. Okay. Potions. Mm-hmm. Astronomy. Sure. History of magic. Goo. And herbology. All right. Those I are my classes. The, yes, those are your, those are your, those are your core classes. There are electives, but those are, those are the ones that everybody is going to take. Okay. So, uh, let's, let's just start digging in here. Um, first of all, astronomy, uh, there we, we, we have those in regular school. We have those classes. I could take an astronomy course at a Glendale Community College if I wanted. True. Is it, but this is a different magical kind of astronomy. Are they, are they teaching just regular astronomy? No, they teach you astronomy, but here, here's the, here's the foundational work of astronomy in the world of Harry Potter. Okay. So there, there is a muggle equivalent. This is, and these are Kate's notes. I want to read her remarks mm-hmm. and then we'll dig in. She says, this is one of the few courses with a muggle equivalent. However, I suspect we know a great deal more about the stars than they do as the Wixen world has little to do with muggle science. So what they do is they're looking at the same thing. Mm-hmm. They're identifying celestial bodies and charting their movements, but it's actually essential for other work. So right. knowing that information is important to potions, defense against the dark arts and divination. Uh, so this is a, this is like a, if you're going to take accounting at some point, you have to have basic math. I mean, by that rationale though, shouldn't this school also offer like basic math? Like if they're going to go to the back and grab a book, <laughs> shouldn't they also have like a reading class for the early levels? You would think – you mean like the core cl- – Yeah. Like, like I mean, you, still not going to, to, you still have to do – I mean, look, Harry Potter – these kids aren't going to any other school besides Hogwarts. Right. From a very young age. So I feel like they might be missing out on some actual important things. Like can they function at all in society if they've – Never had arithmetic. Well, they have their own society. They don't have to do the banking because they have a bunch of goblins doing it. I guess that's true. If there's a magic excuse for everything, oh, it's like iPhones have ruined <laughs> cursive. <laughs> I mean, there's no handwriting classes. These are kids. Yeah. I mean, they go, actually, they yeah, go. There is handwriting classes, but it's writing on the back of your hand. You you start at what the age of nine? Is that right? Uh, something like, like that. You're like nine or ten years old. So mm-hmm. by then you've had some foundational math. You've you've taken all some right. I some guess basic math, and now it's like all right, you've got the basics. Now instead of algebra and calculus, which you're not going to need because you're okay. not going to be an fair. engineer, you're learning magic. So you're taking that and you're applying it to magic. If that does that does that uh complete the circle? Yeah, for you? I, I I I realize that they went they go a little bit older. They start a little bit older, so they have had some foundational time. It's like when uh, a prodigy goes off to like a music school and just starts for, at, from a very young age doing that, or a gymnast or something. Let, let me just, ask you something before yeah. we before we dig more into these core courses. Yeah, do you think just gut reaction? Do you think the winner is somewhere in here? Yes. Then let's talk about the electives first because we know that, that there's probably not a winner in there. Okay. Uh, that's And we great. also know astronomy is not going to win, so we can strike that. I don't know, man. Uh, astronomy is pretty strong. Astronomy is pretty strong. If they have some sort of special magical telescope, there's a lot out there in the stars that we can't see even with a Hubble. Oh, stop it. I'm just saying. All right. Let's talk about some of the electives. Here we have uh, – I'll just read off a few of them. Arithmancy. Arithmancy. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how you pronounce that. I think it's arithmancy. Arithmancy. that's fair. Uh, that is uh, numerology and magical properties of numbers. Muggle studies. Uh, so I guess that is – uh, the daily study of the daily lives of muggles, uh, and everything they have to do using their own technology. Basically, it's like a, a study of, uh, it would be like taking primitive peoples, I guess. Well, um, you also, you don't want to be the teacher for this class because the instructor, Charity Burbage, is murdered by Voldemort personally. Because when he takes over the school, <laughs> he installs his own teacher and then changes the syllabus to all be anti-muggle. There you go. So it's surprisingly, I mean, the defense against the dark arts, Seems to be the most dangerous position in the books and films. Mm-hmm. 
But Muggle Studies is low-key pretty dangerous. <laughs> sure. It's like being a CIA uh, analyst overseas in a, in a hostile uh, environment. Yes. Uh, yeah, you're not, you're not the one out there rolling over cars with a gun, uh, gun out, but, you know, something could happen. Yes. Um, all right. Uh, we have divination. Uh, mm-hmm. that is the study of the future, which is, look, as electives go, if I had divination in my high school, oh man, that would be awesome. <laughs> uh, we have study of ancient runes, which, um, you know, I think I'm sure there's a university somewhere uh, in the muggle world of actuality that also has that class. Can, um, we, can we talk? I just want to I want to note some of the research that was done here. There are required texts for each mm-hmm. one. So for for divination, which is taught by Sybil Trelawney, is probably the most well-known uh, teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unfogging the Future by Cassandra Vablatsky and the Dream Oracle by Inigo Imago. And for study of ancient runes, the teacher was Bethesda Babbling. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, Bathsheba babbling. Bathsheba babbling. Bethesda, Bethesda, Maryland, mm-hmm. and the required text is ancient runes. Ancient ruins made easy. Author unknown. <laughs> sorry, I'm assuming continue. that's a, a a typo. Uh, though that would also be hilarious if the text was ancient ruins made easy. We don't know. I trust the research. I'm going to say ruins. Yeah. <laughs> Kate, Perfect. you take the heat on this one. Kate, you're awesome. Um, and then of course, uh, you also have care of magical creatures, uh, which was, uh, instructed by formerly Kettleburn. Rubius Hagrid, of course, uh, taught care of magical creatures. And, uh, I don't know who Wilhelmina Grubbly Plank is, but she has, uh, incredibly British Hogwartsy name. Um, yes. And then you have additional courses, uh, apparition, which is, uh, an elective course. I don't know what apparition is. Do you? Uh, the ability to apparate is the ability to teleport to different places. Oh, great. This is, this was an elective. So this is, Kate, uh, Kate, you are wonderful. You have given us so much detailed information. Uh, I'm like, who is Wilkie Twycross? These are people I've never heard of in this world. Um, flying and then flying, of course, uh, compulsory first yeah. year with, uh, Madam Hooch. Um, there's some, there's some real fun in this, uh, in this category. Uh, it- if you were to pick one, yeah, I feel like I would pick the same one. Should we do a one, two, three? Sure. All right, ready? One, yeah. two, three. Care Divination. of magical creatures. Uh, what? Divination, you know the future. <clears throat> no, I think you're right. Uh, I realized as we were counting, I, uh, I I realized I was like, oh, I think he's going to say care of magical creatures. Because that's the class where you get to fly dragons or ride on the back of uh, Buckbeak. Yeah, and there are uh, unicorns and thestrals. You, you yeah. learn about flobber worms and fire crabs. <laughs> All the fun. Oh, I, the I fun learned stuff. about fire. I didn't get uh, learn about fire crabs till college. <laughs> You're gross. Hey, oh, come You're on. So gross. <laughs> Did you also learn about Hogwarts in college? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, that's terrible. Um. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's magical creatures. That's what's going to come out of the electives for me. Though flying, uh, would be cool, but that's f- flying there is, uh, just kind of like PE. That's true. And I, I like a pre Voldemort muggle studies too. Just, just because for me, it'd be interesting to see how an outsider would teach other outsiders about my society mm-hmm. because it's calibrated for students who are, you know, this one is probably if you're muggle born, you're not going to take this as an elective because you're you have more exposure to the muggle world than someone who's been completely uh just in the wizarding world right. side of things. Or could- or if you're the guy who uh speaks Spanish at home uh and wants an easy elective in school, so you just take Spanish in school. <laughs> oh, that's true. There's gotta be a lazy muggle born student or right. two who's like, Muggle studies, I bet I'll be good at that. And then they realize they they have no that their family has no class. <laughs> and they're completely lost. Which is just like the person who speaks Spanish at home. They're like, oh, we must speak a regional dialect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's the equivalent of only uh, knowing Spanish at home, but only knowing the swear words. <laughs> uh, which was kind of what I was for Italian growing up. 
Um, did you take Italian in high school? No, I did not. I took Spanish in high school, but uh, mm-hmm. my grandmother would only use the Italian swear words around me. <laughs> I don't think it was that she would only use Italian. Like whenever she spoke Italian, it was swear words. I think it was whenever she swore, she spoke Italian. Right. Yeah. Other than that, she was speaking English. Other than that, she was speaking English. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> All right. Um, so care of magical creatures is the elective that is going yes. to, is going to make the leap from junior varsity to varsity at Hogwarts. Yes. Uh, up going up with, uh, the regular courses, transfiguration, charms, defense against the dark arts, potions, and history of magic and herbology. Do you want to take a break before we get into the to the required courses since that's where the winner's going to come from? We'll we'll slug those out and then we'll see if by some miracle Care of Magical Creatures is able to defeat whatever comes out. And I feel like I know what the required course is going to be too. But I I don't want to say. I I want to give them all a chance because I my mind can be changed. My mind is not made up. I just have a, a hunch. Hey, if How your you mind can be I f- you know what? If your mind can be changed, the way I feel about that is let's play some ads for other maximum fun shows and then immediately go listen to them as they change our minds. Sounds good. Let's do it. Boom. I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. And together we host a podcast called Still Buffering, where we answer questions like, Why should I not fall asleep first at a slumber party? How do I be fleet? Is it okay to break up with someone using emojis? And sometimes we talk about bugs. No, we don't. Nope. <laughs> Find out the answers to these important questions and many more on Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am a teenager. And I was too. Butts, 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 butts. No. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the live wrestling spectacular in Los Angeles. So far, the world's most boring wrestling podcast has been destroying the competition. Isn't there anyone who can save us from this travesty? Wait, could it be? It's Titan Fights, the perfect wrestling podcast. Titan Fights is here to save us from the monotony of boring wrestling podcasts with hilarious conversations. Woke trips through the history of wrestling. And joke about the finer points of people wearing spandex. What a match! And the Tights and Fights podcast will be back every week. Thursdays on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. Please, these hosts have families. Tights and Fights podcast. Tights and Fights. All right. Okay, let's let's dig into the required courses. All right, these are the uh, these are the uh, the your math, science, English, uh, social studies of Hogwarts. The ones yes. you got to take every year, one hundred one up through seven hundred one. I don't know if they use the 01 system. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be Transfiguration, Charms, Defense Against the Dark Arts, uh, Potions, History of Magic, and Herbology. Yes, we already discussed and eliminated astronomy. Yes. Uh, I'd like to talk about, because I am a big history fan. Um, okay. I would like to talk about history of magic, because I know that history of magic is not, is going to get eliminated very early on. Um, but I think that it is one of those things. When I was in college, uh, I went to an acting school, but one of the courses that was required second year was history of dramatic literature. And, uh, it was like, oh, I gotta go to HDL class. It was like a classroom, classroom class. Um, but it gave me such a great appreciation for plays. I feel like this class would give me a great appreciation for magic. I know I sound like the kid in the school, a little bit like Ron when he's got the cards and he's like, oh, uh, I've got, you've got, uh, this wizard and I've got this wizard. Oh, I can tell you stories about this wizard. Does that make sense? Yes, I think it's important. You know, this is a foundational class for a reason. Yeah. You you need to have context for everything that you're doing. Now, it's not a practical class, so you don't do uh you don't really do any magic. Right. You're just researching in theory, and it's literally taught by a dead white guy. <laughs> professor Cuthbert Bins is the is the professor, and your required text is a history of magic by 
Batilda Bagshot. Batilda Bagshot. Uh, Batilda Bagshot. What do I know her name from? She has appeared in other, uh, in other things. She wasn't, oh no, did she write the book about Dumbledore? Possibly. Oh man, Kate is, is kicking herself and or her phone right now. You know what's great is if you're really quiet, you can hear her screaming. <laughs> All the way from Minnesota. You can hear the screams in the night. But, uh, this is the history of the Wixen world, as you said, including conflict with other magical beings, and is a foundational class important in the context of all other courses taught at Hogwarts. So, again, to, to get a good idea of where we're going and where we are, it's good to know where we've been. This is very similar to when we did best school subject, in that right. it's important to say none of these subjects are unimportant. Right. Yeah, well, um, in in this world, this is that's why these are the foundational classes you have to take. None of yes. these are unimportant. That said, we can eliminate the sitting behind a desk class from uh the best Hogwarts class, right? Yeah, I want to yeah. do magic. No, I want yeah, I want to do magic too. Let's go do magic. Should we make a pit stop at herbology? Yeah, uh, you know, I, that was the one I was looking at next, taught yeah. by Pomona Sprout. Yeah, because on this uh, on this uh, spreadsheet, uh, that was the next one listed. The required text, 1,000 Magical Herbs and Fungi by Phyllida Spore. Did you pronounce it herbs because Hogwarts is in England? Yes, I did. Awesome. <laughs> so this is uh, Magical Plants. This is uh, most memorably in my mind from the movie is when they are pulling the roots out that scream so they all have to wear earmuffs. The mandrakes. The mandrakes, yes. Yes. Uh, the That the shriek. Uh, and also, you know, little snippets of plants here and there. Um, I think, don't we uh, – we catch uh, – we catch uh, one of the professors snipping something of a plant. So plants – oh, and uh, of course, this is the thing that Neville Longbottom is so great at, herbology. Yes. Yes. Uh, and uh, look, if you want to be good at potions, yeah. you better be good at, at, at herbology. It is, a, it is an essential – not only understanding how to identify and care for and cultivate magical plants, but knowing what their properties are is going to serve you well – in potion making. This is where it becomes very difficult. They're all reliant on one another. Right. So you cannot really have an effective career as a potion maker or have have strong abilities as a potion maker without a, a deep understanding of, of herbology and how it works. Do you agree? Right. I, I do agree, but it kind of feels like that means that potion making is standing on stage playing rock and roll guitar and um, herbology is learning music theory. You know what I mean? True. So there's True. one like if potions is is potions just flashier herbology with a few extra steps? No. Per, uh, potion potions are a practical application of herbology. Okay. Herbology. Are, should, should I just start saying herbology? I keep saying yeah. herbology. All right, I'm going to say herbology. Herbology. Need of the potions. Great. That's great, Jim. Can we hear uh, Professor Sprout's voice? Oh, sure. Ooh, I'm teaching herbology. Ooh, Harry. Okay. Ooh, yes, Professor. I couldn't tell when Harry ended. And you know what? Never mind. Let, let's just record the Hermione stuff. Okay, great. Ooh, Harry, it's Hermione. I'm going to pull this mandrake out. Ooh, I'm a mandrake. I'm screaming. Ooh. That's perfect. Go, let's go to lunch. Okay. Oh, sorry. I was in character. <laughs> All right. I'm ready to go to lunch. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, no. I want to go to lunch with, uh, with the Harry Potter characters. Ooh, let's get lunch. Ooh, I want to go to Witch Witch and draw on the bag. Ooh. <laughs> you just want to go to Witch Witch because it says witch in it. Ooh, you got me. Ooh. All right. <laughs> Oh man. All right, let's go to potions next. All right. Cuz potions, we've talked about astronomy, we've yep. talked about herbology and the history of magic. Mm -hmm. So the next step would be potions. Right. Uh uh potions taught by Professor Severus Snape. Um Yes. He and is, then later Horace Slughorn. Yes, Horace Slughorn the one who's snipping little bits. I like that Horace Slughorn wears a mortarboard hat. Like he is always <laughs> graduating from somewhere. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> or like, dirt. or like, I got this mortarboard for being a scholar, so I want everybody to know I am a scholar. I will wear it all yes. the time. Uh, Snape, think, of course, famously the. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
I was going to say these may be the most British author names coming up, but go ahead and talk about Snape first, please. <laughs> uh, Professor Snape, longtime uh, potions instructor, though, of course, uh, they say that he always wanted the dark arts uh, class. But uh, longtime potions instructor is – you find out late, of course, he is the Half-Blood Prince. It was his beat-up old book. Uh, that had all the, uh, specific details for potions written into it. Um, these are just, by the way, I'm, I'm throwing these, uh, little things that I remember out for each of these, uh, different, uh, different classes, hoping that people will go, oh, okay, now I know which class we're talking about, just in case you didn't know which class we were talking about. Yes. Uh, and this is one of those classes that require, you know, like some classes you just have to get the books, other classes yeah. you need oh, supplies. No. This is a supplies class. You have to have, a cauldron, brass scales, and various ingredients. So yeah, you have to come with some ingredients. That's ex- this has got to be the like for like parents of like the Weasley parents are like, oh man, what's the potions budget going to be this year? Yeah, exactly. Like ha- like how many galleons and scruples are you expected to drop? Yeah, on these oh. darn books. Jeez, uh, but right? the, the required texts, by the way. Oh yeah, are magical drafts and potions by Arsenius Jigger. Awesome. And advanced potion making by Libatius Borage. <laughs> no way Libatius Borage didn't have a giant mustache. Libatius Borage. <laughs> Libatius Borage. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the, uh, the, this Libatius Borage is the sound that you make when you're trying to say something British while eating. Libatius Borage. <laughs> it also sounds like a breakfast. Ooh. Let me have a libatious borage. Yeah. My borage is cold. My borage is hot. My borage <laughs> is just right. <laughs> so if you're going to take this course, again, you have to have a foundation in a bunch of other courses, including yeah. herbology, astronomy, because some ingredients require a lunar cycle to properly mature, and defense against the dark arts in fending off known poisons, for instance. So you have to know what you're doing. All of these classes work hand in hand and give you a strong, almost more so than, than schools that we attend, than our elementary school. What do you mean? Like as far as them going hand in hand? As far as them going hand in hand. Like you can take a history class. You don't necessarily need to know math. Math right. and science work together for sure. I think history and English to a certain extent work together. Uh, and they all, you know, art also works with math a little, like they all mm-hmm. work with a little bit. These feel like you better – you can't just walk into potions class having mastered herbology. Right. You also have to know uh, these other disciplines as well. Uh, yes. Well, also, Defense Against the Dark Arts is – that feels like such a catch-all name for a class anyway. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, so, yeah, I see how they're all – they're all going to be intertwined. It's a school because it's a school of something. You know what I mean? It's not just yes. school. It's not just Hogwarts school. It's Hogwarts school of witchcraft and wizardry. So like stuff's going to be pretty integrated. Again, like conservatory setting, you know, all your teachers know each other. All of your, uh, all of your classes are pretty integrated. Um, you're doing skills that you learn in one in, in the other. So. I get that. I guess what I'm saying is Hogwarts is a lot like going to theater school. Yes. Um, in that, uh, Daniel Radcliffe has been to both. <laughs> and you have to wear movement clothes. Yeah. And you, <laughs> and you have to wear movement clothes. Yeah. And the first years carry a yoga mat over their shoulder. <laughs> and have to take a science class that they'll never use. <laughs> yeah. In their and still have to life. take one science class. I wonder, oh man, if they had one class at Hogwarts. That, uh, that everybody had to take. It was just one gen ed class. That's it. Just the one. That's all you got to take. Uh, which one do you think that the, that Hogwarts would require? Oh man, if they had to require one, probably a math class. I guess it'd be a math class just for mixing potions and understanding astronomy. Like math feels pretty essential to all that. Yeah. All right. I was trying to come up with a funny answer and I couldn't. What do you have one? <laughs> no, math is math seems like the correct like answer. I, I don't have a I don't have a funny answer. No, just have an answer. <laughs> Wait, this <laughs> show's supposed to be an funny? No. Oh, Why man. start now? Hey. Hey oh. All right. Um No, I thought I thought Dumbledore might require literature. Like just like English lit. Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah. He might. 
he might. That's or true. if there's a handful of them that you can take, they're like you have to take one gen ed class. I don't even care what it is. You just have to take one. Yeah. Put that with the electives. Do we think of the three that we have talked about? Do we think that our winner is in those three, or do you think that our winner is going to come from Transfiguration, Charms, or Defense Against the Dark Arts? I think the winner might be one of those three. Do you agree? I, I agree that one of those three is going to be the winner. But I didn't want to give those three short shrift. <clears throat> no, no, no. I, I, again, all full deference and the importance of all these classes. Let's talk about the two, cl- uh, two classes that are sort of flip sides of the same coin. What's that? Which is Transfiguration and Charms. Yes. Now, Transfiguration uh, is the magic of changing the appearance and the form of one object or another, uh, yes. whereas uh, Charms is uh, – it affects the inherent qualities of the object, like its behavior or its capabilities. Yes. So spells uh, – we, you know, we're, we're doing another episode. We're talking about spells. Uh, it's going to be a combination of – uh, transfigurations and charms, but, uh, they've split it up into two different classes and it's charms is taught by Phileas Flitwick, uh, yes. and transfiguration taught by the legendary Minerva McGonagall. And uh, before her, before the that, legendary Albus Dumber, Dumbledore, Dumb, Dumber, 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 yeah. Dumber, do you like Albert Dumber, Albert Dumber, <laughs> Bork, Bork, Bork. My- <laughs> My favorite teacher is Abadubadur. <laughs> All right. Uh, you want to read off the uh, required texts for this class, Al? Please. Uh, a Beginner's Guide to Transfiguration by Emmerich Switch. Intermediate Transfiguration, author unknown. And a Guide to Advanced Transfiguration, author unknown. All right. Um, so the, 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 the what, let, let's talk about I guess we can just compare the two of these because, uh, you know, we're going to have one come out on top anyway. What would you, what do you, what do you think is, uh, is more fun, is more exciting? Um, is changing the way something looks and acts or changing what it's doing for, for a difference, I guess, um, a transfiguration would be making yourself look like someone else or turning a person into a cat, uh, yes. where, uh, a charm would be, would Wingardium Leviosa be a charm? Yes, and as would Expelliarmus. A... Okay. Um, Those are both examples of charms. Great. I, personally, while mm-hmm. I love the idea of changing shapes, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and if memory serves, doesn't Professor McGonagall turn herself into a cat? She in does. The first day of class. First a, day of class. Demonstration? She's, she's already at. She's already a cat. <clears throat> That's right. So she's yeah. like, let me show you what you're aiming for. <clears throat> it also seems like a much more, uh, much more theory and practical heavy classes. Like the, the, uh, the, there's, there's this element where you have to be able to demonstrate your mastery of theories and the magic together. And there are theories like Gamp's law of elemental, uh, transfiguration. Oof. Uh, let me look at what that is. You're, do you have a big? Uh, do you have a copy of a Beginner's Guide to Transfiguration by Emmerich Switch? I do. I have one always ready. Oh, uh, wow. so there are five principal exceptions to Gamp's law: is your mother can't produce food out of thin air. No one can. It's impossible to make good food out of nothing. You can summon it if you know where it is. You can transform it. You can increase the quantity if you've already got some. But you can't make it out of nothing. Okay, so that's okay. that is an example. Of, of one of Gamp's law. Like, there are all these, le- like, rule, l- rules and laws you have to know. It just seems like it would be a much harder class. And I'm not, I don't want to take a super hard class. I like being able to, f- and also. <laughs> That's your thing is you're like, oh, it's got the most legendary teachers teaching it. That must mean it's the hardest. Oh, look, it has books and theories. Yeah, it is the hardest. So do you it's, want Minerva do you think that- to be your, do you want Minerva McGonagall to be your teacher? Yeah. Why? Because she's the she's the most powerful wizard there, and she, she's I mean, tough, she's though. she's it's a tough class. Hell, what's wrong with it's a tough, tough class? class? Oh, will you stop? Uh, uh, don't oh, don't you Jim Dale me? Don't you Jim Dale me? No, take a hard class. No, I heard it. You go to your room. You go to your room, Jim Dale. No, I'm going to my room. Oh, I'm nearly headless, Nick. Oh, my head. Oh, it's nearly off. Oh. Um. I will, I will say this. I will say that, okay. uh, 
I, we've been, we've been thinking as a student, uh, this whole time and like, what would it be like going to Hogwarts and taking these classes? I think for me, um, as hard as, uh, as hard as transfiguration class would be, uh, I think you would get more bang for your buck and have to study less and get nearly the same effect from charms. That's just say the phrase, point the wand. And, well, uh, well, I know there's a, uh, heck you have of a to know the motion. You have to know the right I words. I know, I know, I know. You have to know the whole thing. Um, yeah. but yeah, there's not as, yeah, you don't have as tough a teacher. You don't have, uh, McGonagall giving you all these books. You've got Flitwick, uh, showing you how to levitate a feather. Like that to me seems, I love that. I think, I, th- I think there are more inherent possibilities for me in charms, like the idea of cheering somebody up, but also summoning something and also disarming somebody. Well, we, we, um, we I mean, we, we've got other episodes where we're going to talk about the spells. That's why I'm being a little cagey right now. Yes. Because I've been doing a lot of research on these spells as well. I see, uh, I see. As has Kate. Um, because I just, I would just say that Akio is the greatest thing of all time. And oh, that's charms class. Okay. Then Akio, whatever Akio is in. Well, let me give you the required texts. Okay. The Standard Book of Spells by Miranda Goshock. You go shock. <laughs> go sh- hey, hey, go shock. Hey, go shock. Hey, Miranda, go shock. Hey, you tell her. Achievements in Charming, author unknown, and Quintessence, a quest, author uh, also unknown. Achievements in Charming, I'm pretty sure you wrote that, Hal. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. How dare you? <laughs> oh, I couldn't possibly. <laughs> All right. This brings us to our final core course. Yeah. Defense against the dark arts. Before we jump into this, mm-hmm. uh, I want to point out okay. that the dark arts were taught at Hogwarts for one year while the school was under Voldemort's control. Mm-hmm. The course was taught by Amicus Caro, who forced students to perform the Cruciatus Curse on oh, students no. who were in detention. And it's probable, although not confirmed, that this is where Vincent Crabb learned to codger Fiendfire. Now, what was now, Fiendfire? Uh, Mark, please look it up. I don't want to. Have to ex- <laughs> I don't want to have to explain to you what Fiendfire is. I mean, what what is this elementary Harry Potter class? I don't think so. This is defense against the dark arts. Here are the instructors: Professor Queerness Quirrell, Professor Gilderoy Lockhart, Professor Remus Lupin, Barty Crouch Jr., disguised as Professor Alistair Moody. Professor Dolores Umbridge and Professor Severus so Snapes. Basically, defense against Snape. the dark arts. Wait, Se- I said Snapes. Snapes. Have you, you like been- Snapes? <laughs> Snapes. Why did it have to be Snapes? Oh my God, I always go onto Snapes.com if I'm not sure if a news story is correct. <laughs> um, pr- defense against the dark arts is uh, is the one class that. Every, yeah, everyone teaches it for one year because whether <laughs> they are, happens. whether they are a protagonist or an antagonist, uh, something, yeah, something happens. I, I'm looking at this now. Um, I guess there's really only one, well, two, uh, looking at Severus Snape, but, uh, Lupin, there's really only one defense against the dark arts teacher who doesn't turn into either a villain or a heel. This is true. This is absolutely true. This is a cursed and dangerous class. Can I go through the texts, please? <laughs> sure, buddy. We've got The Dark Forces, A Guide to Self-Protection by Quentin Trimble. Then Gilderoy Lockhart's collected works, which include Break with a Banshee, Gadding with Ghouls, Holidays with Hags, Travels with Trolls, Voyages with Vampires, Wanderings with Werewolves, Year with a Yeti, and then you've got The Essential Defense Against the Dark Arts by Arsenius Jigger, another, oh, another text by him. He wrote two textbooks. Or she. He did. I don't know if that's a man or woman. Or she. Or she I, do you remember Arsenius Hall, who had the magical I, talk show? <laughs> yes. This is the section for witches who lost their brooms. Ooh, 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 the ooh, problem ooh. is when, when he would do that arm motion and someone would have their wand in their hand, all kinds of spells are just whizzing around the room. <laughs> yeah, the set caught fire in episode two. <laughs> uh, yeah, got- Incendio! Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> do you remember Incendio Hall? <laughs> that show didn't yeah. make it to air. No. Shame about the fire. Well, that's good because if it had gotten there, it would have been worse. <laughs> Uh, Defensive Magical Theory by Wilbert Slinkhard. 
Dark Arts Defense. I'm sorry, Basics what's his for name? Beginners. Wilbert Slinkhard. Okay. We've got Dark Arts Defense, Basics for Beginners, Confronting the Faceless. Those Confronting are all the, the Faceless is, pretty, is a pretty great name. It yes. sounds like it could be an actual uh, in the self-help section at Barnes & Noble. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, this is the, uh, this is the class where students learn, uh, are how to identify and defend against dark creatures, uh, attacking witches and wizards. Uh, and they also learn about the three unforgivable curses. Now, the three unforgivable curses, um, are, uh, are, uh, crucio, which is, uh, torture. Um, is something about your mind. It's some sort of mind control, uh, one that you can't mind control and the one that you can't kill anybody, a vada cadaver. Yes. Um, do you think it's a good idea that they teach those three curses? Because that's a, that's a, a thing in, do you think, basically, do you think Mad Eye Mooney was right? Uh, there's a, a scene where he says, they won't, they don't want you to teach this in the class, but I'm going to show you. And he, uh, he teaches those three. It's actually not him, of course. It's a yeah. A, uh, it's a it's a villain. It's a villain doing the teaching it at that point. Uh, do you think I, they should be teaching those uh, in defense against the dark arts? I don't think you should learn the actual spells. No, I think you should learn that they exist. Right, but I this is the argument, to... I guess, with a defense against the dark arts. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to teach it as a practical theory, or do you actually want to put people in danger? Because Harry wants to, uh, you know, he has the Order of the Phoenix. They want to be in danger and they want to know what it's like when they are in danger. Um, and, you know, the Ministry of Magic wants just a textbook version of Defense Against the Dark Arts. I, I would argue. Do you that, fall with Umbridge? Is that it? No, I, I would argue that for, how dare you? <laughs> I stand with Umbridge. No, I, I, I take Umbridge at that. Ooh. Uh, I think for the That worked out rather conveniently. Yes. For the timeline of the Harry Potter films mm-hmm. and books, that there is no more important class than defense against the dark arts because the dark arts are rising and rising steadily and rising fast and rising powerfully during that time. So to have that – you should always have that that uh, that knowledge and that ability to defend yourself because – it's almost like Hogwarts is partially a military academy. Right. In that way. They're not just teaching the general knowledge and practical application of magic, but they're teaching you that there are unsavory and, and evil characters out there. Well, are they though? I mean, they defend yourself. They do teach that. Uh, they, they teach that, but again, it seems like it's only ramped up and militarized because of what's happening with Voldemort in the timeline of these books. Do you, th- I mean, is defense against the dark arts that important a class outside of the return of Voldemort? I guess is my Doesn't question. It, if you have him and then you have Grindelwald before him, there's always a threat. Yeah, that's true. You're right. Because magic is power and, and right. people are, uh, there will always, there will always be people who are not happy with the power they have, and there are dark creatures that are out there. And you need to know, uh, and and be aware of the world you live in, and how to how to defend yourself and your family. Well, I mean, it sounds like it sounds like this one is the. If we don't pick this one, then we're being flippant. I mean, th- this you one know what I mean, in- like. This is the, this is the hands down, like, favorite going in, I think, because all of, all of the books, uh, they, they, and the movies, they center around this particular class. Defense Against the Dark Arts is the most consequential, important class at the school. Um, yes. Yeah, I don't know, but it, it, it feels like if we don't pick it, then it's like, oh, what do you want? Floating a feather? We gonna pick floating a feather over defending your family against Voldemort? Like well, it again, kind of feels unfair. You need to you need to have a foundation in every other class to do well in this class, right? And you need this class to do well in other classes. But also, th- this is this is the understanding of with great power comes great responsibility. Right. I think this class teaches that maybe above all all others. Even though even though it's taught by in most cases a series of unfortunate people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I can't imagine a more important class or a more important class to the Harry Potter universe. 
That was uh, that was what I was going to get to next. I was going to say that uh, we've been talking about it as students, but also we kind of have to look at it as Harry Potter fans as well. Yes. And as Harry Potter fans, I mean, if, if it's going to be one of these three, we've narrowed it down from all the others to one of these three. And these are really core, core classes. This is arguably the most dire of the core classes. Um right. So as Harry Potter, as Hogwarts students, these would be the most important. But as Harry Potter fans, take us back to the muggle world that we live in. As Harry Potter fans, there's no class that beats Defense Against the Dark Arts. Yeah, I think it has to win. Yeah. I think it's clear. All right. All right, then. Oh, people of the world. Nope, 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 nope. All right, fine. People of the world. The best subject at Hogwarts uh, is maybe the most important and most crucial. It may not be your favorite. There are a lot of very cool and and neat classes. Uh, and the lore of, of Harry Potter, if you've only seen the films, it's worth reading the books because they delve a level deeper. And now Pottermore, you have J.K. Rowling constantly putting out new content. Like there, there's so much cool stuff to delve into and to understand about the world. But the most uh, important is also the best subject. And that is the defense against the dark arts. Because you never know when another person who must not be named will rear their ugly head. And you'll need to be able to throw down and take care of yourself. No, and don't worry about it. It's cool, man. You. It's cool. Voldemort uh, Voldemort got snaptured by Thanos at the end of the last Harry Potter movie. I saw it. He turned into oh. little ash flakes. Oh, then it's uh, it's muggle history. Oh, Ask great. Muggle history. <laughs> <laughs> it's defense against the dark arts. Ask that answer. Of course it is. Come on. It's defense against the dark arts. Uh, uh, this topic just, is closed. Yes, it is. And it was suggested by Kim Wu. I want to thank Kim, Kim for this. Thank you for this subject. And for your patience. We finally got to it. I know. And thank you, Kate McManus. I will thank you later in our official credits. But big thank you uh, to Kate. Uh, for all the research on this. I hope that we did you proud. I hope that, uh, I hope that you're not banging your head on a table, uh, continuously for the last 50 or so minutes. Um, this topic is closed, but there are many more to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter at we got this tweets. Check out the maximum fund subreddit or you can email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com or go where this, uh, suggestion came from, which is the Facebook group. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, our researcher and Harry Potter scholar, official Harry Potter scholar, Kate McManus. Thank you, Kate. Graphic designer Uri Kelman and QA engineer Jen Alba. Thank you to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song, respectively. And thank you to you, our listeners. Uh, you are our cheering charm. Uh, so thank you for being that. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Agliardi. For Mark Agliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We, we got, got this. this. We got this. Oh, best Hogwarts subject. <laughs> best Hogwarts subject, Harry. Best Hogwarts subject. <laughs> best Hogwarts subject. Oh man, are you burning all of your Jim Dale voices? <laughs> that was my uh, that was my Alan Rickman. <laughs> that was <laughs> Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Harry. Uh. <laughs> Although they all have a little bit of Jim Dale because that. Ooh. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Here we go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.